Podcast. I'm your host, Talia W. DeJulia, and welcome to Queen's Behaviour. All right, you guys, well, welcome to season three, episode three of Queen's Behaviour. I'm your host, Talia W. DeJulia, and literally my entire heart is so full, so grateful, and just really so in awe to have this incredible, beautiful, beautiful man um, on Queen's Behaviour today. I am just really in awe of everything that you are. Adam Roa, my friends, poet, coach, I mean, um, artist, overall incredible human being. I mean, I know we lead with these titles, but you are just somebody that has really lived and breathed and walked through life. And I'm just really incredible to share this space with you. So um, welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Talia. And, and uh, greetings to all the Queen's Behaviour queens out there and, and kings listening to this. Thank you for, for having me on. Yeah. So, I mean, really connecting with you um, in my own personal journey, I guess, over the last couple of years and really allowing you to set foundations for so many people in what you have moved through and walked through in your own life. And it's been incredibly liberating for me. Um, and I'm just so open to you really sharing more of that. For me today, I'd love for you to really dive into your personal story. There are so many things, Adam, that you can talk about and share. Um, but I would really love to focus on, first and foremost, how this kind of artist poet version of you really came about um, and, and how you can really share this embodiment that you hold as this beautiful um, masculine energy. Um, I'd love for you to really start there. Yeah. Yeah, well, th thank you. I appreciate that. And um, there's been so many kind words wrapped up in the introduction and the question. I want to uh, receive those, acknowledge those. And um, as far as, you know, my journey into kind of the artistry poet, um, I didn't grow up thinking that I was artistic. I didn't grow up thinking that I was the creative type. I actually saw myself um, as the analytical, logical, business-minded type. And um, I eventually arrived at a space of feeling like um, I needed to follow my heart. I had to follow my heart. I'd achieved a, a, a bit of a milestone of, of popularity, I guess, when I was 18 years old in high school. And I had achieved like scholarship to college and varsity sports and all of this stuff and, and realizing, wow, this didn't really make me happy. And so I started asking the question, well, what would make me happy? What, what is that thing? And I started thinking about the last like activity that I really loved and it was acting. I was, I was, as a kid, I used to love being in plays and things like that. So when I was in college, I started getting into plays again and started uh, taking acting classes and uh, fell in love with it again. And it, it saved my life in a lot of ways because I was so emotionally shut down that acting provided the opportunity to access my emotions again. And I moved out to Los Angeles to pursue acting. And in that window, I was out there for 10 years. In that window, I had a spiritual awakening and I had so many shifts and had a dark night of the soul, low point and, and eventually arrived at, I'm no longer going to put any energy into something that's going to perpetuate fear on the planet. And that 
is 90% of what they're making out in, in Hollywood from the advertising to the movies, to the TV shows. Um, and so it effectively ended most of what I was doing as an actor, but it opened up the door to a whole new world of coaching because I started sharing my journey. I started just put it before Facebook live back when you had to record videos and upload them. I, uh, had, I just started sharing what I was learning from, from spirituality and manifestation. People started asking me, hey, what's going on here? Can I learn from you? And that developed into coaching. And then at a certain point, I was coaching all of these high-level individuals and, and doing really well from a business perspective. However, I felt as if I, I wasn't what I was doing wasn't the way to create the biggest impact in terms of scale on the planet. And I believe that the highest leverage way that we actually shift human consciousness is through art. Uh, because art gives us this permission slip to, to make someone moment that they say, wow, this is, this is uh, a movie or, or music or a poem. They don't feel like they're being lectured. They feel like they're receiving some art and therefore they're so much more willing to feel and feeling the emotional level is where our, our true change happens, where our catharsis happens and our release happens and our oneness feelings happen. And so I just started looking at how can I take the messaging that I was teaching in my coaching and put it into artistic means and mediums. And that led to poetry being the thing that kind of took off. You know, I had a poem about self-love go very viral called You Are Who You've Been Looking For. People can find that on, on YouTube or Facebook. Um, and that, that opened the door. And I've just been leaning more and more into this side of me that I had as a kid, I abandoned, and then slowly but surely have just been uh, reactivating and realizing along the way how important it is for everyone. So good. Hidden all the fields. I mean, I, um, you know, as I said before, what I really admire, and, you know, that's such a fluffy word, but obviously living out here in Bali in Indonesia, and there's such a creative, beautiful uh, network of um, entrepreneurs and, and coaches, but also this real divine essence of uh, creatives. And uh, you're really speaking to my soul there, because I think that there is this kind of uh, beautiful um, energy of so many people that really have such creative souls. And I think somewhere along the lines, we, we grow up and we, we lose sight of how we can actually transcend that into who we actually get to become. And that's what I've really loved about watching your journey, Adam. It's like really taking this artist, this expression of you and really um, making something of it, which is really, really cool. And thank you for expanding more on your story. That That's awesome. Um, I'm also personally in this this journey with you as well at the moment of like living out here and you know it's been three years now and and having a business online and recognizing like who's that girl right like didn't ever think that you know you could hold that beautiful space and impact so many people but that all started from you know really expressing and singing on my Instagram like how wild is that and um, I've noticed that that's really what people connect with that's what people love so um, thank you for being a reminder of that that we come back to you said something amazing the the beauty of love is is art what did you say again could you re-say what you said that was amazing <laughs> I, I don't know I'm not I, I don't remember how I mean I'm just I'm making this up as I go along uh and, and so I'm sure you'll go back and pull that little clip and, and turn it in something but yeah I think that um you know 
I used to be someone who on the personal development journey just went like shadow hunting, you know, what, what's the thing that's wrong with me? What, what is the next thing to work on and fix about myself? And at a certain point, um, realize that if, if you're searching in the shadows for something to fix, even if you fix it, you're still in the shadow. And I think that, you know, over time I've, I've shifted my belief system into the idea of play as personal development and creative expression as a path of our soul's evolution. And by doing that, when you say, okay, I'm going to express myself creatively, all of your limiting beliefs are going to come up around. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You're not talented enough. You're not attractive enough. You don't know what you're doing. You can't make money with it. All of that stuff is going to come up anyway. It's the same stuff, but the difference is that when you start to work on it and you move through it, you're in this world of the playground as opposed to in the world of the shadow. And so, um, I'm even now, it's a very real transition for me right now because um, I do very well as, as a, you know, a one-on-one -on -one coach. I work with a few people a year. I've been paid as much as seven figures for my one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I don't, um, don't desire to, to be another coach who's working people through from that perspective, I am looking at, okay, if I actually want my life to look like I'm expressing, I'm creative, I'm playful, I'm artistic, that's the life I want to lead. And I know that from my own experience, that's going to bring up all of this stuff and I can work through it. And there's no avoiding that shadow work anyway. Well, that's the, the, the lens that I want to work with um, my clients through as well. It's like, how do you, how do you want to express? What do you want to unlock within yourself? Let's find the playful, fun way to do that and deal with the limiting beliefs and fears and, and insecurities as they arise, as opposed to going and seeking them out, which was uh, an approach that I had in my own life and therefore became the approach that I took with clients. And so, um, this is a very timely and, and alive topic for me, even right now. Yeah, so beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, speak to me a little bit about this, this, um, this Adam that really transitioned from, you know, young Adam, your expression, your art, and then really tapping into the entrepreneurial uh, coaching, personal development space hit me in the middle of like life happened, right? Like life happens to all of us. And, you know, one thing that I really openly wanted to talk with you about today, because um, it's something very present in my own life that I'm speaking on, particularly in this season on the podcast is really, you know, this divine love and um, fantastic thing in life we get to call relationships, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so talk to me a little bit about this, this wonderful time of your life and how you've now navigated and, and very openly spoken about for so many people, this idea of, um, your own experiences with conscious uncoupling and how that's served your heart as well and, and who you've become as a man. Yeah. Well, uh, I was in a relationship for nearly 10 years with a woman in a monogamous container and, um, we were talking about having a baby, you know, uh, we were regularly, we met when I was 23. We started dating basically when I was 24, um, and, and ended our relationship when I was 33. And, uh, I, I became a man in that relationship, 
You know, I, I learned about communication. I learned uh, what it meant to be a man. I became ready to become a father. We were talking about having a baby. And um, I then somewhat unexpectedly, uh, we broke up, you know, and I, that process uh, was heightened by the fact that the day after we broke up in my meditation, I received a very clear download to, to film everything. And I hired cameramen to follow me around the world. And we made a reality show called The Art of Choosing Love, which is available on YouTube. I just put it out, basically highlighting what does it look like to uncouple from someone you thought you're going to be with for the rest of your life and be single as like the first time in my life. And then to meet someone else, because I met someone else quite quickly, actually. And then to navigate a new relationship while you're still healing your heart and just all of that. And you know, I'm single again now um, at 36 years old, and it's the first time in my life where I'm embracing being single. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've instituted a rule. There's no relationships for at least six months, absolutely none. Um, uh, and dating and experiencing dating from a whole different perspective I'm not even sure where to go with your question because I feel as if there are just things that you can learn in a relationship that you cannot learn while you're single. And there are things that you can learn while you're single that you cannot learn in relationship. And so as someone who's more or less been in nonstop monogamous relationship for 13 years, um, I feel as if I've entered into the great unknown and I'm learning so much about myself. And I think where this might be relevant for people who are listening to this is you're going to learn so much by when you put yourself into positions that you've never been and into the context of an environment that you you haven't spent much time in. That can look like deciding to learn a new instrument. I've never learned this instrument, so I'm going to learn it. You're going to learn so much about yourself very, very quickly to travel to a place that you've never been. That's a a way that you're going to learn a lot about yourself. And so um, right now I'm learning a lot about myself and I'm also getting an opportunity uh, to experience myself uh, in, in an entirely new way, which is feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm in a place of empowerment because the last time I was really single, I was 23 years old. I was insecure. I didn't know, I didn't have my stuff figured out. And now I feel like I'm, I've achieved a certain level of success for myself. I've created a lot of impact. I know why I'm here. I know who I am. I know um, what I bring to the table. And as a result, I'm, I'm, um, it's such a juxtaposition being single at 36 versus 23. It's just a completely different experience and uh, I'm loving it. I'm having a great time. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I always say age is just a number. I think the wisdom it carries that we've lived those years, but really like 23 or 88, it's, it's just a number, right? And um, yeah, I mean, specifically uh, the reason I really wanted to speak into that is because I think there is this idea of, Um, And for me personally on my own space as a woman talking about how there can be this idea that you can love somebody, right? But you can also know that it is totally okay to to let them go at the same time and being married or, you know, being in a long-term partnership. There isn't this idea that 
that things got really bad for it to end. And I know that's definitely something that I'm walking through at the moment in my own personal life. And I think that's really important that a lot more people know that. I think that with that idea, although it doesn't mean that the heartbreak is any less, right, which I know you know, I think that there would be a lot more people that would be more happy in the long run because they were actually doing what it is that was on their heart rather than this idea of what society kind of paints us, right? Uh, stay together just because or, you know, whatever you need to move through. So thank you for that. I mean, it's that's wild that you're 36 and you're single and you're dating and yeah, that's good on you. That's incredible. Um, cheers to you. Yeah, I th- well, <laughs> it's, you know, people, it's it's a habit um which is and it's it's biological in a lot of senses which is the the known discomfort is still safe mm. because you know you can survive it you you know it's like okay this relationship isn't great but it's comfortable and it's okay like i can i can handle this i can make this work um in my and there's a piece of of content on youtube called conscious uncoupling breaking up in love right? Which was the kickoff of the Art of Choosing Love show that I was just talking about. And the thing, it triggered a ton of people. I got a lot of messages from people who were really upset because they felt like um, my ex and I were throwing away love. Like we were, we were like being disrespectful, but it was a projection of we had the type of relationship that was envied. People wanted it. We were a public couple that coached on relationships and different things and so the idea that we would break up when we weren't necessarily fighting there wasn't this some big thing that was wrong there was no big blow up no one cheated on each other um they were going what the hell is wrong with you two um you have what so many people are are craving and but it it speaks to a a mentality i believe which is people wait for stuff to get so uncomfortable and awful Mm -hmm. that actually making the decision, it it almost makes itself because the decision to, in relationships specifically, as an example, the decision to break up is actually less uncomfortable than staying in it. That, that becomes the decision point, but it doesn't have to, to become that. It doesn't have to be to a point where you hate your job so much that you can't stand going into work that you quit your job. You don't have to run that course. There is the opportunity to say, wow, this is not, at, at the end of the day, what I realized in hindsight is that there was just more growth available mm. to each of us outside the relationship than in it. Mm. And our highest priority, our, our, what was most important to each of us individually was our own growth. And I think that, you know, it might change when you have children. I think that that, that becomes a different conversation and I want to acknowledge that. But if, you're, if you do not have children, I don't believe that the relationship is ever a priority over your own individual growth. Yeah. I think that the goal is and the hope is that you meet someone where your growth and their growth continues in the same direction and as you grow and as you evolve you want you you fall even more in love and and what you want out of life and what they want out of life continues to align but what if that's not the case in in our situation for example when we broke up 
we did two completely different things. She went and ended up getting a space and it became kind of a community hub, like so many different people living where she was living and this different thing. And in a type of, of um, house and different things, like I just, I wouldn't have wanted to do that. And then I was completely the opposite. I went fully, no, I'm still nomadic. Three years later, I'm still mm. nomadic traveling the world. And I don't know that she would have done that. She did the opposite. And so it was clear that without the influence of the other person, what we naturally gravitated towards and wanted was different things. So um, it's okay. And I think that's what's scary for a lot of people is the idea of personal development is that what if what you want is not what your partner wants? Well, then you have two options really. You either get to not honor what your soul actually wants out of fear of losing your partner, or you can lose your partner in order to fulfill what your soul wants. And, and it's, it's, there's not a right or wrong, but like, what is your priority? And for me, I can't imagine living my life full out of fear of losing someone as opposed to just like honoring my truth, living my, my soul's purpose and just trusting that it will align with the person that I'm meant to like start a family with. Cause I do want to have a family at one point with children and everything. So, but I I'll never, I'll never dishonor what, what my soul is, is calling for. Yeah. And I think we can't be fully present and available in a relationship when we're not honoring our true selves either. Right. So yeah, that was, that was bloody powerful, super powerful. Um, all right, Ads, how are we going for time? I want to hold so much space for you, you busy, beautiful. Yeah, a little less than seven minutes, little less, a little less than 10 minutes. <laughs> it's a uh, good timing. I got my little puppy here scratching on my door. <laughs> um, okay, so I would love to know, Adam, now, I mean, everyone has just come along for the ride with you. You know, you've been in this beautiful kind of public, um, intimate, but public space for a solid 10 years now if not more and I'd love to know like what's on the cards for Adam because you know I I personally watched uh from afar and it's like you've really ticked so many these so many of these boxes in such a beautiful way and I don't say that in a surface way I say that in a really beautiful way I'd love to know like what else is in store for you like what's ahead how does that look for serving others hit me <laughs> I, I do so many different things um, th that it's difficult to say what's next. I, I, I mean, next is like continuing to honor each aspect, right? I have a nonprofit called Surrendered Artists, surrenderedartists.org. Um, and we support, uh, we're putting on events right now to help children uh, and the youth understand how to use art to heal and process their emotions, right? I'm passionate about that. I'm super passionate about that. So that's something that I do. I have my online personal development community, Create, which is thecreatecommunity.com. And I, I'm passionate about bringing the highest level personal development and making it affordable and creating community around it and doing it in a different way where it's not, like I said, like shadow hunting, but it's like, how can we make it more fun and expressive and cool? Um, that's something I'm passionate about and I'm doing. And then there's there's my podcast, The Deep Dive. And, and how do I make my podcast podcast something that's actually different and unique to the journey that I'm on like what is that and and then um, lastly there's like you know even the artist in me right now I'm designing a new poetry show um, which is going to be about 
relationships and it's going to be all of my poetry that I've written over the years around breakups and relationships and that. And um, I'm going to be releasing two different books. I have two books that are in the works right now. Um, a poetry book that is, is poems and journal entries and really kind of cool in that way. And then another one that's specifically meant to help people um, heal from heartbreak because I realized uh, that my last three years has really been a process of learning how to heal my heart. And I, now that I feel I'm sitting here going, I have, I actually have done that. I feel fantastic. And uh, I, I'm looking at how I did that. And I want to support people with doing it because there's very few things that can, can dis derail someone's entire life the way a heartbreak can. And so uh, supporting people with that, I, I have a passion for now. And so I think, oh, and then my music, like I'm moving to Utah to work with my music producer and keep releasing music on Spotify, um, which is under my moniker, which is just Roa, my last name. So um, yeah, I, I, I think that when you ask me what my next journey is, it's about continuing to embody what I've worked so hard over the last three years to do for myself, healing my heart and owning more of my artistic creative expression and now turning that into whatever that looks like. And I think that a lot of people get so stuck on what it looks like that they um, can get themselves hung up. Whereas for me, I'm, I'm like a kid right now. It's like, I want to make music. I'm writing poetry. I'm working on a book. I'm making videos and podcasts and all of that stuff. And that's so fun. Like, what is that, this limitation that I used to think I needed to be this one thing? That, for me, that is just such a powerful way in closing. And also, really, Ace, you can say so much in shy of half an hour. I mean, the amount of gold you have just dropped, I'm just like, boom, 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 boom. So good. And I just, like, really want to close on this, Adam. I think that right now we're in a time where it's like, we're almost not allowing ourselves to be multidimensional, right? So I, what I love about you is that you're, you're established and you've done all these things, but you're just so in your play and you're just allowing that space to, um, you know, um, the awareness of obviously people seeing what you do, showing others that like, hey, I can be really successful over here, but I'm actually also doing this as well. And I really, really love and admire that. I'm so excited about everything that you're doing, particularly your poetry show. Um, I want to hear more about that. Please put that out into the world. Um, and I'm just super grateful to have you on, my love. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for being you. Um, I hope you guys have found so much value out of this. Adam, where can everyone catch you to just be in your magic? <laughs> well, yeah, thank you for having me, Talia. And um, the, the adamroa.com, thecreatecommunity.com, uh, surrenderedartist.org. These are my organizations. These are the, my, my, the places that I spend time. Um, and then my social media, you know, I have a YouTube channel. I have a podcast called the deep dive with Adam Roa and I'm on Instagram and Facebook. So, and on clubhouse too, right now, although clubhouse mm -hmm. takes up so much time, I'm not actually sure how much more time I can spend on clubhouse. It's such a crazy thing. Uh, and, and I just, I love, I love connecting with people. You know, my three pillars of my life are consciousness, creativity, and community. Mm -hmm. And I'm passionate about those three things. And I'm going to continue to put out content around that, not just for other people, but because it's what lights me up on the inside. And that's what I want to leave people with is, um, yeah, it's, 
there are a lot of people who tell me consistently that I do too many things. And from a business standpoint, like scale back, focus. So when people think of Adam Roa, they think of this two things and that's what you can get. And therefore that's what you're going to buy. And that's your brand. But that would bore the hell out of me. And at the end of the day, if, if that, if I'm, I don't care about the money or the brand. I care about living a life that's so exciting that I want to get up each day and do it. So I'm going to keep doing that and trust that everything else will work itself out. Such gold, such gold. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't love that more. Um, and I'm not going to say anything else because there's nothing else to be said. <laughs> um okay you guys well i'm sending you all so much love uh i think that there was just so much gold dropped today i always want you guys to remember that you are king you are queen don't ever forget it don't ever veer away from it and until next time we will see you on qb peace